Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Perik Memvav in Yeshaya, short chapter, only 13 psukim, and it continues on with the theme we've been discussing about the immeasurable distinction between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Avodah Zarah. How idols and idol worshippers, it's so foolish because they essentially have no real power, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech Malchim, Amlochim, owns everything and can do everything. And the chapter begins with an illustration that says, Kara Bel Kores Nevo, Bel, and Nevo are doubled over, or kneeling. They were loaded, and they couldn't do anything. Simple shot means that when the enemies came, the enemies of the Babylonians, came to fight against them and destroy them, which was in the days of Kurish, which we'll mention in a moment, these idols not only couldn't protect the people, but they couldn't even protect themselves. It means they were taken by the enemies, these idols, and uh, hauled off to whichever country they came from. And the Psukim continue on to speak about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in stark contrast to them, obviously without comparison, Lahavdil, is always going to be there unchanged and always has the ability to protect the Jewish people, although certainly Jewish people are punished, but the point is that's all guided by Hashem because Hashem is fully powerful. And he continues on to speak about how foolish people are as they go way out gold to purchase an idol from someone who's going to make it for them, which clearly itself implies that it has no real power. It's, it's uh, powerless and meaningless, and people are foolish enough to buy into that. However, Hashem speaks to the Jewish people, telling them, remember who I am, that I am all-powerful, and I can carry out everything that I want, and the Babylonians will be punished eventually for their cruelty towards the Jewish people, uh, with Koresh, who's going to punish them and wipe them out. And uh, again, the Jews are going to be shifted to the Paras Madai Empire, following that of the Babylonian one. Now, I just want to point out one thing, which is a, it comes from this, and actually it ties into the to Parsha this week of, of uh, Re'eh. But the beginning of the chapter of, of 46 of Mamvav, it refers to Avodah in a derisive way. And actually, in Parsha's Re'eh, which we learned this week, the Psukim also say, Va'avadatem es Shemam. In the beginning, Perak Yudbeis Pasuk Gimel, you should wipe out the names of Avodah Zarah, that you should create nicknames, Rashi learns, that refer to Avodah Zarah in a derisive terminology. There's a, there's a mitzvah in the Torah to refer to the idols in derisive and pejoratives, in negative ways. And the Gemara Megillah actually emphasizes this, of Hamud Beis, the end of the third Perak, that we actually, the Gemara says, all uh, leitzanus, so all uh, negative speech or derisive speech is prohibited besides for making fun of Avodah Zarah. That's permissible. And it quotes this very Pasuk, Karabel Karas Nevo, meaning it's emphasizing the fact the way the Gemara understands it, Karas Nevo. The way the Gemara understands it is we're emphasizing the fact that these idols couldn't even relieve their bowels, meaning that it splashes. They're not even able to relieve their bowels properly emphasizing the fact, which is, it's a very derisive way to refer to Avodah Zarah, but again, emphasizing the fact that they really have no inherent power. And in doing so, we create this image in our minds of the total powerlessness of Avodah Zarah, 
which at the time, it was a tremendous uh, taiva, it was a tremendous desire for people to worship Avodah Zarah, something that's a little bit difficult today for us to relate to, because that was removed, as the Gemara tells us. But the point is, is that the permission, we're not generally allowed to speak negatively or derisively about things. Specifically with Avodah Zarah, as emphasized in this chapter, there's a, there's a there's an Indian, a mitzvah, to refer to it in a very derisive terminology, like referring to literally bathroom words, because we want to emphasize how foolish and utterly powerless Avodah Zarah really is. Very important point. Certainly in our day, maybe we can't refer to it or relate to the Avodah Zarah element of it, but that was their desire back in the day. In our days, it's also important if we see there's foolishness associated with something, it's very important to emphasize that's really wrong and foolish, and especially if we see people are getting sucked into that approach or that item, etc. We have to put what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong and deride, deride make fun of, or, or make it clear where something is not correct, or something is incorrect. Sometimes that's actually necessary to convince people or to show people how foolish certain things are, as is evidenced over here regarding idolatry that there was such a desire for back in the day. Okay, we're going to stop here. Israel Shem will pick up tomorrow with Parak Memzayan, 47. And uh, we'll continue actually to talk about the Babylonian exile. Everybody have a wonderful day.